Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Only what you do for God will last. And so Joshua said, thus says the Lord, not thus says the GOP, not thus says the DNC, not thus says who you voted for, not thus says your job, not thus says your friends, not thus says your social status, not thus says your achievements. Joshua said, thus says the Lord. Let's get into the word. Uh, Turn with me, if you will, to the 24th chapter of Joshua. Uh, That is Joshua 24. I'm going to be reading the first through the third verse, and then I am going to go down to the 14th verse and go all the way down to the 25th verse. Again, that is Joshua 24 verses 1 through 3 and 14 through 25. Uh, Let's see what the word of God says today. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father, Abraham, from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac. Verse 14 Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, far be it from us to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord, 
and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, you are witnesses against yourself that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. On that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people. And there at Shechem, he reaffirmed for them decrees and laws. God's word for God's people and God's people said, amen. Amen. For the time that is ours to share together, I would like to talk a little bit about who do you really serve? Who do you really serve? I'm a fan of Joshua 24 and 15, especially the end of that passage where it says, as for me and my house, or some translations, me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Anytime I see a nice piece of art that has that scripture in it, I want to get it and hang it up. I have a cross that says it. I have another plaque that says it in the room. I like that passage. In Joshua 24, uh, Joshua is in the twilight of his life. Uh, He has gathered the people together, and it is different than Joshua chapter 1. In Joshua chapter 1, Moses was in the twilight of his life, and Joshua was getting instructions about how to lead the people of God. And now Joshua is at the end of his life, and he's gathered everyone together to give them instructions before he goes off to glory. Joshua has gathered all the heads, the elders, the judges, and the officers of the tribes of Israel to make a covenant at Shechem. Shechem is a special place, uh, for we learn in Scripture that Shechem is one of the places that Joseph got to him when he was favored in Israel, I mean Egypt, rather. He got that land, and they eventually lost it as time passed on, but now they gained it back. And Joshua has gathered everybody together to make this place, these officials, to take a covenant. And this is something similar in tradition uh, to what the Hittites did whenever they had a new king or vassal in place. They would make a covenant with them. And this ceremony was performed so that all parties could know and agree on how things were supposed to be going forward. And Joshua is talking to the people after they have won all the conquests and battles, but before they're going into the promised land. He's called them all together. And, and I, I kind of, when I read this passage, I think about uh, a parent pulling up in the parking lot of a store and turning the ignition off and unbuckling their seatbelt and turning to the back seat to those wonderful children and saying, listen, before we go in this store, Don't ask for anything. Don't touch anything. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't mess with your brothers or sisters. Act like you got some sense and behave yourself. 
And I see Joshua acting like that. Parents set the expectation for the behavior before they go into the store. Why? Because parents know their children. They know how their children are going to act. And they're having this conversation before they go into the store so that everybody can be on one accord and have an understanding about what needs to happen. But they're also having this conversation because uh, if uh, they want to show out when they get in the store, they should not be surprised about what happens next. Joshua stopped at Shechem with all the people to get them on the same page and set the expectations for the Israelites because Joshua knew the Israelites. He knew how they acted just like a parent knows their children and wanted to make sure that they were not surprised what would happen if they went into the promised land acting up. Joshua knew how the people of God had been acting. Uh, They had a track record. In the past, the Israelites had been worshiping other gods. I, I said that right. I said that right. In the past, the Israelites, the people who were supposed to be worshiping God, the Hebrew people, the church folk, had allowed other gods to be worshiped by them. The people of God, Big G, had other gods, little g, in their lives, and they worshipped them. Some of it was socialization. They lived in areas and were around people who worshipped other gods, and so they took on those religions. Some had actually married people outside of Israel, uh, outside of the 12 tribes of Israel, rather, and they took on those gods. The point is, is that over time, The Hebrew people in the text had allowed other things to come between them and God. And they let those things that come between them and God become their gods. It wasn't overnight. It was little by little. Did you know the research says that the biggest predictor of future behavior is past behavior? So I don't see the people instantly turning away from God. I see it happening over time, little by little, subtleties like, I really don't feel like studying the scripture today. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and goes. Days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and months even turn into years. Or I think I'm going to miss worship this Sunday. And then that Sunday turns into more Sundays, and then it becomes a month of Sundays. And the Sundays just begin to pile up. I think I'm not going to pray today. And then they pile up. And before you know it, your prayer life is non-existent. And people on the outside of the faith can't tell the difference between you and a non-believer. It's not about trying to be perfect. It's not about good or bad. But a series of small decisions add up, don't they? Uh, Whether you're skimping out on the job or not being as attentive in a relationship or not being diligent, rather, in your health, things add up 
over time. And time passed with the people of God. And I can see that over time, as I read the Bible, they had gotten away from serving Jehovah Jireh, their provider, the one who had gotten them out of Egypt. Uh, this is not new, though. Uh, we, we can look at the Bible and as early as Abraham uh, there were surrounding religions at the time, and some of them swayed others to believe them. If you read the book of Judges, it actually tells us that there were Hebrew people worshiping other gods influenced by the people around them. The power of socialization. Uh, when I was in school, we used to call it peer pressure, and they would act like it was just something you could ignore. And if you just said no to peer pressure, everything would go away. But it's hard to hold on to things when you are surrounded by a bunch of people like that. And you'll wonder how you got there or you'll wonder how somebody else got there. It's the slow chipping away. And before you know it, you can't recognize the person. So... In Joshua 24, uh, verses 2 through 13, Joshua speaks uh, on the people worshiping other gods, and he speaks on what God has done for them, which is why he wants the people of God to renew their covenant like they did at Mount Sinai. Uh, this is not strange, though. This whole socialization, this whole learning uh, who, who, who you really are and what you really believe in, it's not due. Uh, there are people that can smile in your face, say they are with you, support you, but when you are not around, portray you and not lose a wink of sleep about it. They can say they're for you in the struggle, but then support and do things that will continue to force you to struggle. They can say they love you, but not actually act like they love you. They can say they're a friend, but not actually have behavior that says that they're a friend. Unfortunately, the people of God were saying the right things that uh, Joshua wanted to hear and, make, and Joshua wanted to make sure that they weren't just agreeing with him with no intention of following through. So he gathered all the people together at Shechem to offer them guidance and try to set things straight one more time. And so when Joshua got the people together, the people of God, the church folk, the friends, the allies, those who were supposed to be worshiping the one true living God, but had made other things their God. He starts off in verse one of chapter 24 with thus says the Lord. Uh, whenever you take something on uh, new, old, big, small, it is best to start with God. Only what you do for God will last. And so Joshua said, thus says the Lord, not thus says the GOP, not thus says the DNC, not thus says who you voted for, not thus says your job, not thus says your friends, not thus says your social status, not thus says your achievements. Joshua said, thus says the Lord. Joshua's declaration was letting them know that this message was from God and not just from Joshua and was letting them know the right way to start something. Remember what thus says the Lord. If you can't put God into everything you do, what good is it? 
only what you do for God will last. Uh, that is why I would think the, the songwriter said that I will trust in the Lord until I die. Uh, I would say that was why Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 3 uh, verses 5 and 6 to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. We have to bring God back into everything that we do and not just make what we want to happen, how we want things to go, how we want people to behave, how we want things to go down on our job, how we want things to happen. We can't make those things our own God. So in trying to find out who we really serve, we need to start with what says the Lord. Next thing we have to do is gather the right people around us. Uh, Joshua gathered the elders, the judges, the heads, the officers of the tribe of Israel together to make sure everyone was on the same page. Being influenced by the wrong people is why people have strayed in the first place. Joshua is telling the people, bringing the right people together and telling them decide today who you really want to serve. Don't play with it. Don't fake. Don't lie. Don't just tell me what I want to hear so that I'll shut up. Decide today who you really want to serve. And not only that, make that decision and act on it. Live life for the glory of God and choose today who you will serve. Funny thing I learned about in prepping for this message, the the word decision comes from a Latin word that actually means to cut off. So when we say decide today who you're going to serve, you have to choose one thing and cut the rest off. So Joshua brought it to them. Joshua told the people, you need to decide today who you want to serve. And the people of God responded. They remembered what God had done for them. They remembered what God had done for them in Egypt. They remembered how God had delivered them. They remembered how God had shown them signs and wonders, and they got back on track. The people of God remembered what God had done for them, and we should remember what God has done for us. Has he been a doctor in the sick room for you? Has he been a lawyer in the courtroom? Has he made a way out of no way? Has he been there when everybody else turned around? Has he been there for you when you had more month than money? Has he fought the battles for you? Has he turned your enemies into the footstools? Has he been your joy and sorrow? Has he been your hope for tomorrow? Has he soothed your doubts? Has he calmed your fears? You have to go back and remember those things when your back was up against the wall he came up in between you is he the one that let you know that weeping may endure for the night but joy will come in the morning was he the one that let you know that many are the afflictions of the righteous and he was the one that delivered them from you I said last week sometimes the way to go forward is to look back and I say it again sometimes you have to look back on where the Lord has brought you from and get an understanding that if it had not been for the Lord on my side where would I be The people of God remembered what God had done for them. And they had that reminder. Ah, And we have to have exclusive loyalty to God. Choose today 
who you will serve. Joshua was telling them no ifs, ands, or buts. You need to decide today who you will really serve. And, jo and Joshua, just like uh, the, the, the parent will get, tell them what to do and set the expectation, a parent also provides an example. And so he said, you all need to decide today who you are going to serve. But as for me and my house, <clears throat> we will serve the Lord. We all slip up from time to time and need reminders about what God has done. The good news is, is that there is still time to turn to God. If you have a breath in your lungs and life in your body, there is still time to choose the Lord. But we all have a choice to make each and every day. But thanks be to God that his mercies and his grace are new every morning. Amen. Uh, this biblical story about Joshua reminding the Israelites about their relationship with God can help us think about our own relationships with God and Jesus Christ. Uh, a lifetime commitment to Christ is desirable. But the part that we need to understand is that it's not just a big casting net. It's a series of small decisions made day by day. Uh, the part that matters is that we are still in a commitment day to day. You see, there, there were some of us who, you know, got it right on the first time and were perfect and never messed up and, and had every day was, was great and never looked back. We accepted Christ and never thought about it ever again. And some of us have had to rethink and recommit to Christ. And some of us have had to do this at different points in our lives. And that's okay. Uh, I'm not talking about backsliding. I'm talking about uh, maturing in your faith, in your thinking processes, in the experiences of life that occur. And there are moments where we may have to examine our commitment and ask, do I still believe this? Do I still affirm this? Can I still commit to what I understand Christ is asking of me? And some of us have done that and decided, yes and emerge with a new commitment better suited to deal with the challenges of both the daily living and the occasional crises that come to us. Uh, they say that we are always either going into a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. And sometimes those storms will challenge our faith. And sometimes the crisis is not some big old massive argument or big old uh, traumatic event. Sometimes you just look up and where you've strayed away. Jesus said, no one who puts the hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. He said that in Luke 9 and 62. And in some ways, that kind of conversation is going on in the New Testament is the same way that that conversation is going on in the Old Testament story from Joshua. But it's not usually looking back that's happening when they are rethinking their faith commitment, but rather looking ahead and asking if we have uh, uh, embraced by faith what will be a, uh, sufficient to carry us as we move forward. Uh, you may think you don't deserve to turn back, uh, but God's grace means that you don't get what you actually deserve for your actions. Amen. Amen. There's still time to choose God. 
there's still time to throw away the other gods. Whether that other God is a person or that other God is a job or that other God is an ideology you have picked up or that other God is money. There is still time to throw away the other gods. Choose today who you will serve. The decision is yours to make because Jesus has already made the decision and done the work. He's already gone to Calvary. He's already sacrificed himself for us. He's already rose on the third day. He's already seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty and, and waiting for his, we are waiting for his return and he'll come back and judge the quick and the dead. It's always just up to us to choose today who we will serve. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching and God bless.